Hey guys, welcome to episode number 14 of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. I totally agree. I have such a great circle and I have such a great network that I want all of my friends to come on the show. I want, you know, everyone that I've ever met that inspired me in some certain way on the show. I want to talk about that. You know, the reason I'm doing this show is, is to inspire young girls and to motivate young girls to become the best version of themselves possible. Mm -hmm. So anybody that I meet, if they're famous or not, like, I don't give a shit. If you can inspire and motivate and teach something, get the fuck on my show. (laughs) So much. Yes. So much. Yes. Okay. Shall we start? And shall I introduce you to my people? Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Hello, everybody. Today I'm here with my dear friend, Kayla. She is my spiritual and soulful friend from Toronto. We have such great chats together. And every time I'm in town, we make time to see each other because we are kind of in love with each other in a certain way. So <laughs> welcome, Kayla. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Amen to all. Is it <laughs> is it weird that like we're kind of like in love with each other? <laughs> oh, not at all. Like full love it's like such a deep love too you know those people who you're like I just love you for like who you are at your core and yeah I don't know I think it just makes like such good friendships when you have that with people so I'm so blessed and so grateful to have someone like you in my life Thanks, babe. You've been there through the thickest and toughest moments. You've been there when I threw up in Barry's boot camp. You've been there. (laughs) Never forget. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but my first time ever at Barry's boot camp, I was in Toronto. It was like my last uh, trip there in June. And Kayla was like, let's go. And I've never been before. So I was kind of nervous. I ate like two hours before, like a small meal, super relaxed, chilled, whatever. And then I was running on the treadmill and it was, it was really fast. I was running fast and I just couldn't keep it in. So I ran to the bathroom and I threw up and that's my experience at Barry's. So she's like, kudos. I think I'm going to throw up. I was like, go literally just get it out. It, oh my gosh. Barry's is insane. I feel like when I do that workout, I just black out. The room is so dark. It's so hard. And then it's just over. So I feel like you're allowed to kind of throw up. And the trainer like propped you for it, if I remember. (gasps) Yeah. But you know what? Like, okay, I did a Barry's in London. So I did two in Toronto and one in London. And I do a lot of different workouts. I do boxing. I have my trainer. Like I'm like a workout junkie and I like trying out new things. But to be honest with you, Barry's is like the hardest workout that I've ever done in my life. And there's one thing that I don't like about it. And I will go again. Not saying I'm not going to. But the one thing I don't like is that the instructor doesn't care about form like at all. They just care about pushing you and making you like sick to your stomach. And I feel like with the beginners in the class, like if they don't have experience with working out with a trainer that like tells you how to like what kind of form to do and how to lift something, like you could get really hurt. 
Honestly, I could not agree more. And especially like having a training background, like as a trainer, when I'm in those kind of workouts where it's kind of just, okay, this is what you're doing. Best of luck. I like, I get so nervous looking around and I'm like, okay, you are going to actually hurt yourself. And like, yes, we're there for a good time, like music high, like all that good stuff. But you're not going to get the full potential of the workout if you don't focus on your form. So I feel like those kind of workouts, there needs to be like a prerequisite of some sort of, I don't know, like background and how to do a deadlift. You know what I mean? Totally. And you guys, if you um, haven't searched up Kayla already in this first four minutes of this podcast, (laughs) um, she's a Pilates instructor and she's super duper fit. So she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, no, I'm a trainer at Studio Legree here in Toronto. We also have a couple in London that we just opened. Um, no way. Yeah. I'm not like 100% sure on the actual like area that it's in, but there's like four of them, which is super cool. It's an amazing workout. I love it. I like started as a client and then transitioned to being a trainer and it's just fuels me giving back and like helping people get to their fitness goals. It's amazing. If I'm going to be honest, I've never really, I feel like I could, there's the potential. I've never gotten into Pilates as much as like you and my other friend Stella have. Like I really like to sweat and I feel like Pilates is just like a bit of an ab workout. Yeah. I, I Well, there's definitely different kinds. Like there's like mat Pilates and then the traditional reformer, the like method that I teach, it's based on the reformer, but it's a little more high intensity. So I, you've done Legree, have you not? I feel like we've done a class. Yeah, I've done it with like Stella. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a little more high intensity, but I feel like the movements in Pilates are just so beneficial to your body that they're just a really nice complement to like hit and spinning and all that. They're a tool in the toolbox. Can you like lose fat if you just do Pilates and no other workout? Um, I think it's more of like a toning, strengthening, lengthening your muscles. And then in terms of fat burning, you do want to do something a little more high intensity. So it would be beneficial to do like some sort of hit slash cardio to get that like real fat loss. I feel like I'm at a plateau right now with my weight. Like I did really well and I lost like 10 pounds of fat since January. And then I just kind of have been at this plateau and I'm just, I'm still working out a ton and I'm still eating really well. I think I need to cut out the cheese though. That's the one thing that I'm like really bad with. And you don't even eat dairy. I'm so jealous. How do you do it? I have no idea. Like I've just never been like a big, like how do you eat cheese? I'm actually curious because I don't like, yeah, I don't know. It's just not. (laughs) Babe, I can eat cheese in every way, shape or form. But the thing is, okay, so I buy good quality. That's the thing. So that's why I don't think it's that bad. I eat very, very healthy. And then like when I'm at Whole Foods, I'll get like organic goats cheddar from the British countryside. And it's like eight pounds for a small square. I'm like, okay, it's healthy. And like, I'll eat that. Like, for example, today as a snack, I had like um, sliced raw organic carrots with some of that goat's milk, cheddar cheese, like just a bit of carrot, a bit of cheese. And it's like, just so good. I love that combo. Or, you know, I'll have, um, those sheer talking noodles, the fiber, the konjac root fiber noodles. I get them from Whole Foods. 
and they're so good. And I need fiber because I've had like really bad stomach issues lately. Um, And I'll have that with like some organic Parmesan cheese and some like vegan pesto. I'm like, why am I even getting this pesto vegan? I'm eating cheese on top of it, but it's like, it's in my, in my mind, it it makes sense and it's okay. No, I feel like with the, I feel like when you have any sort of pasta, like Parmesan is like a rite of passage. I do nutritional yeast, like as a Parmesan substitute. Um, I love it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. In terms of like dairy, it's just, I'm also like, I will shit my pants for days. So it's also like my body. I can't have it. Um, really? Yeah. Like I get the worst stomach pain, but then I wish I had that. pizza. And I mean, I don't like say I will never have dairy. Like I love the odd pizza but yeah I don't know it's just and there's so many good alternatives these days like for dairy that Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like Whole Foods and all those other places make it easy to make the switch yeah I, I totally agree what's like your vice like what's like your cheat meal or like cheat food like what's like something that you wish was healthy because you're obsessed with it um Honestly, like chips. I'm like such a chip girl. I would eat chips always, but I don't know. I always try and find like a healthy substitute for chips. Like I don't remember the last time I had like a bag of Doritos. I'll usually try and find like some sort of substitute that tastes similar to what it is. And then I justify it that way. But my favorite, like, I don't know, it's not even like a bad meal. Like I love burgers with like grass fed meat Mm -hmm. and like a good quality. Um, I don't like to use the word like keto bun, but you know that brand. So it's not as much like gluten and I love pizza. Like cannot say no to a good pizza. Is it, um, like almond flour? Yeah. The almond flour with like the psyllium husk, like those ones are so Mm. good. Yeah. I love psyllium husk. I've been, like I said before, having like tummy issues the past week because I took like so many meds last week. I had like some like other issue and my doctor gave me like five really intense pills and it really fucked up my digestion. So for the past week, I've like really been having trouble going to the bathroom and like feeling bloated and just lethargic because like everything revolves around your gut and like if your gut is not digesting properly like you're not in a good mood and it's affecting your hormones and every single other part of your body obviously so yeah like I've been eating a lot of fiber just kind of try flushing everything out and um I've been mixing a tablespoon of psyllium husk powder with water and chugging it and it's freaking disgusting but it works it's the best. Fiber is like the most underrated thing in everyone's diet. It's like not sexy. It's like not cute, but it is a game changer. Like I have a scoop of just like a clear fiber powder every morning. And when I don't do it for two days, like I can notice right away. So I feel like if any, what can you notice? Just like I'm backed up. I feel bloated. Like the very like bottom of my tummy is like hard. So I don't know. I feel like I need to try that. Yeah, do it. I do that in like, um, like a greens powder. And I mean, it's not the best thing in the world, but it's just become a part of my morning routine that it's like, 
I wake up, I have my lemon water, I have, I've been doing celery juice actually recently. Um, Can we please talk about this? I've heard about it and it is so trendy and I need to try it. No, I feel like, I don't even know what kind of like motivated me to do it. I, I guess I've been doing it for a little over two weeks. And then ever since I like started doing it, I feel like it's just blown up. Like everyone is drinking celery juice. Okay, what are the benefits? What is it doing to you? And do I really need to start doing this? And how do you make it? I know. See, that's the thing. So I was listening to a podcast and apparently, so I've been making it like I just put it in my blender and then I get um, like a cheesecloth and I just straighten it into the cheesecloth. So just the juice comes out. Um, That's what I've been doing because buying celery juice like at Whole Foods is literally $15 a cup, which is wild. Um, But yeah, it's supposed to really help with uh, like lowering your blood pressure, preventing brain fog, inflammation. And I've noticed a lot of good things, actually. I feel like my brain is much clearer. I also cut out caffeine during this time. So that's Mm. also been beneficial. I love caffeine and I like love my bulletproof coffee but I feel like I was just getting reliant on it so I wanted to kind of cut that out it's super uh like hydrating it's like I think 95 percent water celery is so it's really good for your skin it like brings fights uh free radicals so I don't know I like to give things like three weeks before I really make like a call on if they're good or not but I mean, all the research kind of points to that it's super beneficial. It tastes like ass, though. Oh, my God, Kayla. I cannot even tell you right now. I'm in the same boat. I am debating giving up my morning bulletproof coffee just because I've become Mm -hmm. so reliant on it. I don't sleep at my boyfriend's house anymore because he doesn't have a blender, so I can't make my bulletproof coffee. I'm telling you, it is like an issue. I need to sleep at home because it's like I really love it in the morning. And I started kind of feeling like, I don't know, I felt like it was not doing the best thing for my digestion. Like I feel like it was kind of harsh on me and I'm really sensitive to caffeine. So I switched out and like I feel like the butter as well like when I used to put grass-fed butter in my bulletproof I feel like it was just like a bit much and like I don't know I'm like a really big advocate for health so I'm like why am I eating butter in the morning it's gross and then I know Dave Asprey has his whole philosophy on that so like whatever but so I switched to like a tablespoon of coconut oil and a tablespoon of MCT oil blended with mycotoxin free coffee and I've been doing that for the past month and like still I really started to notice after I drank it, my stomach like didn't feel incredible. And I think I've always just like, you know, shoved that aside and never really like consciously thought about that. But I feel like coffee doesn't make me feel incredible physically, like digestion wise, but mentally it just makes me clear and happy. Like I just, I'm torn. I don't know what to do. So I was just speaking to my friend Caroline earlier on the phone and she like, she has, she's in the same boat. She like loves coffee or no, she actually doesn't drink coffee, but she loves her matcha. So she's been making like a matcha healthy bulletproof. So she'll like do a cup of hot water, teaspoon of matcha, um, maybe like a few drops of stevia, and then 
a tablespoon of MCT oil and that's it. And she thinks it's like amazing. And I feel like I'm going to start doing yeah, that. No, matcha's like so good. I'm, I literally, it's a double end sword and I'm the exact same way. I'm like, I love my bulletproof. I feel like it just, it also satiates me in the morning. Like, I feel like I don't get super hungry right away, which I kind of, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like not waking up and being like ravenous. If I'm starving, I'll eat. But I feel like my digestion has really improved since incorporating intermittent fasting. So that is a big thing. But I don't know. I agree. It's like, you don't want to be reliant. And even if it's doing good things, if you don't feel like deep down, your body will tell you if you need a break, then it's time to kind of give it a rest. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many studies and Dave Asprey, again, loves to promote coffee as a health um, food. And he even like gives his kids coffee in the morning. Like he really believes in it. And I just feel like for me, my body is so sensitive, like with everything from alcohol to drugs to painkillers. Like I'm a super sensitive gal. Like I'm a small compact package and everything affects me. So I feel like the coffee thing, if I do have, you know, a bit too much or like my coffee is a bit strong, like my head will hurt. If I don't have enough, my head will hurt. Like, I just feel like I'm not supposed to feel this way in the morning. And then I'm thinking now I'm like, why am I going to switch to matcha if I don't want to be reliant on something? Shouldn't I just go cold turkey, but it's going to be hard. So maybe I should like ease myself off of coffee with a matcha and then like, Oh, I don't know. I'm so confused. And I, you're right. It's so satiating having a bulletproof. Like I love the intermittent fasting too. And it makes me feel amazing not eating in the morning and it is easier with the coffee. So what do we do? I mean, I think the matcha is a good idea. Like definitely adding, well, adding any source of fat is going to satiate you. And like, that's obviously a bonus. Matcha is really good in terms of like, you don't get that like burst of caffeine where you're like, Oh my God, I have to take on the day, like right this second. Um, it's like really high in amino acids and it like promotes that more like steady state caffeine, not like you go up up, 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 Mm -hmm. and then you come down. So I don't know the, um, what's it called in matcha? Oh, L-theanine is like the source of, um, an amino acid that makes you like steadily burn that energy and that mm-hmm. so I don't know I'm not like crazy about matcha but I feel like if you can do it and you can make the bulletproof matcha it's like such a good alternative to doing that coffee if you want to give yourself a break yeah I feel like I might just like ease on to it what about okay what do you think about decaf coffee um if it's mycotoxin free and like mold free coffee yeah I think it gives you the same ritual in terms because that's what like I kind of see coffee as it's like a like you said you can't sleep at Ben's house unless you wake up and you know you're gonna be able to like embrace that morning ritual how fucked up is that that I, I like refuse to sleep at Ben's house because he doesn't have a blender that's fucking weird like that's like addiction if I've ever heard it he's probably like um okay but he hates it. He doesn't drink coffee. And he's like, we have coffee breath. And I'm just like, leave me alone. Oh, wait, does he not drink coffee at all? No. And so when he sleeps over, because he sleeps over like five nights a week. Yeah. And 
I wake up at like 6 a.m. He will wake up like as late as he can before work. So like 7.30. And I like to wake up, do my little skincare routine, then go make my Bulletproof coffee and then like sit in my bed and read for a bit. Mm -hmm. That's my little routine. And so at like 6.15 a.m., I'm like putting on the Nutribullet and I have a small flat. Like I have a nice studio apartment in Notting Hill. It's ain't that big. And it just wakes him up and he's like, oh, and I'm like, I love you. I'm so sorry. I'll give you a blowjob. <laughs> My like riches are going to be from inventing a blender that doesn't make noise. Oh my God, please do that. Right? I will have such a better relationship with my boyfriend. <laughs> oh my God, same. Like making smoothies, like coffee. I just, oh, I wish that it would be silent because I feel bad, but I'm like, sorry, peeps. I got to got to do this it's part of the part of the morning routine yeah I really want to invest in a, in a Vitamix I have the Nutribullet and it's good but I think a Vitamix would just change my life and I just I need that I need it I've been like humming and hawing over the Vitamix for so long I feel like it's, for years yeah it's for the amount that we use it, I feel like we could do the math and be like, it's going to cost this much per day and it would be like beneficial. But they should have a financing plan where like you pay per month because it's so expensive. Are they the same in the UK? Like they're like $800 here or something like wild like that. That's it. I feel like in the UK, they're like 800 pounds. Oh, like I should go buy it in Canada. Like they're like, I don't, guys don't, don't, uh, you know, count me on this, but I, or what's that term? Don't, quote. um, yeah, quote, oh my God, sorry. It's literally 9 PM here and I'm a zombie. Don't quote me on this. Yeah. It is not potent. It's potentially not 800 pounds, but it's expensive as fuck. If it was like 300 pounds, I'd buy it. But like, if it's more than 500 for a fucking kitchen appliance, yeah. no, thank you. No, it's not worth it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Decaf coffee is like, I think it adds into that ritual, but I mean, it's probably a good idea if you want to keep that ritual, kind of keep the taste, but not rely so much on the crash and feeling your tummy being not good. I feel like it's just acidic. That's actually what it is. I think totally it is because it's so acidic and then it fucks with my belly and it's just not, not a good thing. So I'm going to do it. And also I was just talking to my friend Caroline, like I said on the phone and we were talking about my tummy issues and she's also studying holistic health and she, yeah, you guys would actually really get along. Um, she lives in Halifax. She went to the uni I went to. Uh, so yeah, she, she, uh, told me that I should do a bone broth cleanse for the next few days just to give my digestion a reset because apparently your digestive system literally like the cells will um, refresh or replenish themselves in three days time. So three days is like the perfect amount of time to do a little detox cleanse. And she suggested that I did some really great organic, good quality bone broth soups. Um, You know, if I'm feeling like I want something substantial, maybe some like steamed broccoli and just very light, easy to digest foods. If, if I want something sweet, like a smoothie or like some avocado, but just like light foods. And I'm, I think I'm going to do it. hundred percent. It's yeah. Bone broth is amazing. It has so many benefits. It's so good for your digestion and it's nice because it's not like a juice. I feel like sometimes when you want to give your 
digestion break. And just the idea of only drinking like a green juice is definitely not ideal. So bone broth is amazing. Like it reduces inflammation. It helps clear and maintain your skin. Um, it boosts your immune system. It's yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. And I don't really eat beef, but I think I don't have a problem with beef broth. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know, but I just don't have a problem with it. And I, and I you know what, Kayla, like you said before, you're, you like to have some grass fed steaks sometimes or burgers. Yeah. I, I'm trying to get over this mental block I have towards organic grass-fed beef. I haven't had red meat in years. I used to be vegetarian when I was younger. I don't think I've had a steak or like beef meat in 10 years. And I'm freaking terrified. You know, like I've watched all of those documentaries and I've been brainwashed by this very biased, um, you know, community. And I'm not vegan at all, but like, I don't know why the beef thing just like I can't get over it how do I get over it because I think that like I crave that substance and that iron sometimes I don't think it's good to eat every single day but I really think I it would be beneficial for me to at least reintroduce it at a small level yeah no and I'm the same like I kind of went through a phase where I was like ah like should I be eating that red meat but it has so much iron, which is so amazing. And it's just so good for your hormones, obviously getting like the best quality that you can have, like grass finished. So not just grass fed because grass finished means that the animal that you are going to be consuming actually like finished eating grass. They didn't just like feed them grass and then give them um, all the other stuff that we don't want. So are you serious? They can write that on the freaking label and then feed them fucking soy and grains? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is messed I know. up. I mean, obviously grass-fed is like the best, but if you had the choice to pick between grass-fed and grass-finished, um, it's usually beneficial to do grass-finished. But I don't know. I think you could incorporate like even like the smallest best cut of – a filet mignon that's grass finished like four ounces maybe once a month and just see like how your body reacts to it like do you feel like you have more energy from the b12 and yeah I don't know I just feel like mm-hmm. an instant result when I have red meat when it's good quality I feel like I kind of am doing um good for my body to feed it that but then it's kind of the issue of like if you're vegan and all that stuff on the other end. All right. I'm going to say something super controversial right now and I'm just going to fucking do it because this is an honest podcast. I don't want to think before I speak. I've noticed lately. So I used to think vegan was very, very healthy. And, you know, my dad is a very hardcore vegan and, you know, I was vegan for a little bit as well. And now I eat wild fish, organic uh, eggs or chicken sometimes and some seafood and, um, like I said, cheese, but I think, um, you know, the more research I do. So I've been doing a lot of research on diets in the past, um, you know, year. And every time I look at an interview online of like a vegan doctor versus a high fat, low carb doctor versus this doctor, like everyone I see online on YouTube being like talking about veganism and promoting their veganism, like 
they don't look super healthy. This is going to be super controversial. So just my opinion, guys, but I feel like a lot of vegans are, are missing really vital ingredients. And I think dairy is shit for you. I think no one should eat dairy. It's not for humans. But I do think sometimes some really, really high quality organic grass-fed wild animal protein is good. Like I'm looking at these people talking about veganism, talking about how much fruit and grains and this and that that they eat. And it's like their eyes are hollow. They look, they don't have like, you know, blood in their cheeks. Like they kind of just look like dead. You know what I mean? And that's, I think because, and I think a vegan diet can be very healthy. If you're eating a plentiful amount of vegetables and really high quality fats, like avocados and just like really good quality food. Like there's this girl I follow on Instagram, Loni Jane, and she's like just goals, like mom goals. So I just follow her for that. And I, I started following her when I was doing vegan ages ago, but She looks super healthy, but she's doing it the right way. I think most vegans just eat processed soy all freaking day long. And it's like eating way too many grains and and bad refined carbs. And it's just like, I don't know where I'm trying to get to with this, but like, you know what I mean? And I mean, like when it comes to that, looking at the correlation between how much iron you can get in grass-fed meat versus how much iron like you can get in I don't know like spinach like the two you would have to eat boatloads of spinach to even get near the same amount and I don't know I just feel like vegan is kind of being thrown around and walking down the aisles of the grocery store which you should never do because the aisles are where we should stay away from sometimes but people just like slap the word vegan on it. Like Oreos are vegan. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just some things and people just need to be really educated on what they're doing. And again, everybody has a different body type and it's so important to listen to where you are in your bio. Like your biology is different than mine. It's different than Mimi's. And it's important to find your baseline and go from there. I think Everybody should be eating 80% plants and take it from there. Like we should all be incorporating more fruits, more vegetables. We, like you said, do not need to eat dairy. It doesn't benefit us. Um, But yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. And it is a really controversial topic. And I don't know, it's tricky, but I am, I'm with you that it's very beneficial to incorporate clean, sources of animal proteins that are good for you and yeah the soy is yeah not good because it mimics hormones in our body so your body doesn't know the difference between like a certain estrogen hormone and really bad soy so that's just gonna lead to badness in the yeah, if you're going to have soy, make sure it's organic is exactly. all I'm going to say. Or fermented. Fermented soy is really good. So like tempeh, that kind of stuff is also um, yeah, a better option if you are making that choice. Totally, totally agree. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like 80, even 90% plant-based I think is so important. Fill your body with fresh veg, some mm-hmm. fruit – not too much fruit, I don't think, but because it's more of like a seasonal yeah. thing. But 
you know, just a ton of really high quality veggies. Try to go organic. Like I know some people, you know, it's just a headache to go organic because it's more expensive and it's the same shit you think, but it's not. Go look at the um, Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. Google that. And you'll find which fruit and veg you can buy non-organic that doesn't have as many pesticides. But the ones that you need to buy organic are things like um, berries and what else? Um, Yeah, things like strawberries, spinach, apples, peaches, berries, that kind of stuff. And then things that you don't really need to buy organic are things with like a really hard outside. So like avocados. Even though recently I bought like normal avocados and they tasted whack. So I don't know. Like I don't know. What? They just like tasted, I don't know, off. I'm kind of an avocado snob. So I was like, blech. Blech. But yeah, like. <laughs> I feel like the avos are better in, in Canada though. Really? Yeah. Like last time I was in Canada, I was at my grandma's house and I ate an avocado that she had and I was like blown away. I was like, is this what it tastes like here? I forgot. Maybe it's because <laughs> well, most avocados come from Mexico. So maybe it's because we're closer to Mexico, whereas like getting them to the UK is a little more of a mission. I don't know. I just made that up. So people don't quote me on it. <laughs> don't quote us on anything in this podcast. Literally. Take everything with a grain of salt and live your best life. Oh my God. But you just like so inspired me the past half hour. I'm going to wake up tomorrow, go buy some celery, make myself a celery juice, have some matcha instead of my coffee. Oh, it's going to be hell though. This morning I didn't have, I tried to like wait an hour before having my coffee and I had a migraine. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's the worst. And I transitioned, (laughs) like I've kind of been off like normal coffee for probably like a couple months. I switched to Four Sigmatic is the brand I've been using, which you know about, like the mushroom coffee. Mm. Um, and that's been like a game changer. Mm-hmm. Like I had a normal coffee, I think like a couple weeks ago, I was at Starbucks just doing like work and I was buzzing. I felt like I was on M. I was like, oh, what is happening to me? Oh my God. That's it's fucking terrifying. Tough. I hate the feeling of like being on drugs. It's I hate cool. it. it. You just feel so out of control. And anxiety ridden. Yeah. I was like to my boyfriend, what do I do in this situation? He was like, literally just wait it out and drink water. Oh my God. It's terrifying. I don't know about you because we didn't really know each other when we were younger and like in high school, but like I was a crazy cat when I was in high school. We used to do MDMA at school dances. Literally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember we met. Where did we even meet? We met on um, Ridley. Yes. Oh. Okay. That was like a. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, sorry. So Kayla and I met um, on this trip called Grilly. I was 15. What, you were 16? Um, yeah. And oh my God, you were a baby. You were a baby. I was – yeah, I was 15. And it was for a summer. We did this, like, course with this um, really random school where they bring you to Italy and Greece for a summer. And you study some random course and you get really good marks because you basically pay for your grades and you just travel with a bunch of kids your age. So it was fun in retrospect. And thank you, my grandma, for paying for that trip. <laughs> but, um, but 
like, yeah, so we were crazy. We would drink every single night. And I don't know about you. I forget if you did, but I smoked so many cigarettes. I was 15 and our other friend, Ruth, well, my friend Ruth was there too. And we just like thought we were so cool. We just discovered cigarettes. We were in Europe and we had like no parents and we smoked so much and like drank so much. How did we do it? Like my mentality, if I did that now, I'd be depressed and I'd have like some serious mental issues. I know it's, it's like looking back and just being like, I don't like during the time it was so fun and we just like didn't care. Like it, like drinking every night, like it was wild. And now looking back, I'm like, that is just the sounds like that sounds like a punishment now. I'm like, you could not pay me to drink everything. You can pay me. Literally. I went to Europe last year and I think I had like maybe 10 glasses of wine in like six weeks. Like that's just like, yeah, not, um, I don't know. Like do you if that's what brings you joy. But I definitely think that having a clear head and like being super focused on where you want to go is, no, good. Yeah, that's what I think brings you true joy and happiness, not momentary happiness. And listen, like we both still enjoy some drinks once in a while, but like the amount that I was consuming back then, and honestly, looking back, it was to fit in and it was to be cool and it was to follow the trend and it was to, you know, find myself, I thought, and to be rebellious. And looking back, like it's just, you know, it, it taught me a lot, which is great. And I went through that crazy phase at a young age, which is why yeah. I'm where I am today at 22, which is great. But, you know, in retrospect, I I would hate for my future children to go through all of that. Like the amount of damage I probably did to my freaking little sensitive body. I know. We're so like vulnerable, but you need to do it. You need to experience it and either – say this is the direction I want my life to be or, you know, make a change and just try and step into your light and do the things that you really feel comfortable with. And there's honestly nothing scarier. And I totally feel for people. There's nothing scarier than stepping into your truth and not using substances to numb yourself, but really being like, okay, this is me. This is what I want to do. This is what brings me joy. This is what brings me light. And yeah, it's scary, but you got to go through those phases and kind of figure out if, okay, does this feel good? Like, am I trying to fit in? I mean, it was a blast when we did it, but you know. Yeah, totally agree. And I don't even know, like, I just, I, I feel like I can't relate to the person that I was back then. I really feel like she, the, the real me was just so suffocated in this shell of a human that I was. And all I cared about was social pressures fitting in, like what next party to go to. Like it was just so unrelatable. And it sucks to think that like so many other young girls feel that same way right now. And it's like, how did you, like Kayla, did you go through like a pivotal moment in your life where you were like, fuck this, I'm going to be me. And I don't care what other people think. I'm just going to become the truest version of myself. Like, how did that happen for you? Um, I think it was kind of like a slow build. Like, I would be doing certain things with certain groups of people and activities. And I just, 
every single time I kind of got quiet and got still, I was like, that did not fill me up. That took so much energy away from like me. Like I don't feel uplifted. I don't feel excited. I don't know my next step. I just kind of feel like my energy is depleted. Um, And then I just got to a like breaking point and I was like, this is not where I want to be. Like I don't want to spend my weekends drinking and going out and trying to make small talk with like random people that no offense, aren't gonna like, I don't know, they just don't see the real you. And I think that is kind of a hard thing to dabble with. And you kind of, like I said, it's really scary to step into your truth and just know that there are going to be some people who don't really understand or kind of see where you're coming from. But going into fitness kind of was the catalyst for me making the choice, the first choice to do my fitness training and get certified. And honestly, just as soon as you make that first step, it's like every single door that you have been waiting to open, that you've been like stuffing down is going to open. Like the amount of opportunities and the people that I've met and just everything that I've manifested, even in the past year, since just making the decision to sign up to be like in school for holistic nutrition, make the choice to do my training certification. It's like the universe wants you to be your truest you. And as soon as you kind of like swallow that oh my God, what are people going to think of me? Are people going to support me? Am I going to lose friends? Am I going to like, how is my life going to look as soon as I take this like jump? It will support you because it wants you to succeed. So. Wow, that's great. You should be a motivational speaker because that just really hit home with me. (laughs) Well, you know, it was like, I'm sure you were petrified moving to London. Like you went and you didn't know what to expect, but like, look at you now. So like the universe, I mean, I'm going to quote Gabby Bernstein, but the universe has your back and it wants you to be you. So it doesn't make it any easier. Like everyone listening is probably like, okay, but like, what do I do? You, no matter what you want to do, if you are with like a group of people and you're just, I don't know, you just don't feel like you can speak your truth then maybe you need to say, okay, do I know of another group of people maybe that like the things I do? Like, are there any clubs or I don't know, anything like that, that you can look forward to? If, I mean, it always goes back to health and wellness for me because that's my background and that's where I find so much joy. So, I mean, maybe just signing up for a fitness class and hanging around after and seeing if there's like, I don't know, a couple of girls that you maybe want to introduce yourself to, see if they want to get a smoothie or grab, I don't know, a coffee. I think you can make true connections when you do things that light you up and bring you joy instead of just being like, I want to go out and like get drunk and I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That that really makes so much sense. And I love what you just said there about 
you know, how it all goes back to health and fitness for you, because I know you think that's unique to you, but I think everybody can at some level relate to the fact that when they are healthy and fit, they feel really good and they feel like they can make advancements in their life. And I, I really think mind and body are so connected. And the reason why so many people, you know, use health and fitness as a way to, to fuel their soul is because it really aids in that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the best version of myself when I'm moving a lot and eating really well. And that doesn't mean I'm going to become, you know, uh, a trainer or um, a holistic nutritionist. I'm just interested in it because it's my health and it's me. It's not, it's like a very, you know, it's a very, it's not just like a random interest. It's something that everybody can have in common because everybody has bodies and everybody in their best interest should care about their health because it's your only body. It's like your vehicle into this world. And if you fuck it up and you create disease in there, your, your brain can't live. Your soul can't live. Yeah. And especially if you want to like change the world and make a really big impact, like you have to think that not only is your mind but your body is, like you said, the vehicle that's going to get you the places you want to be. So you just have to honestly come at it like with the viewpoint of gratitude and just have like so much respect for it and just thank it every day for being the best that it can. You don't want to tax it. You don't want to tax your detoxification systems by drinking every night and like eating a bad diet and not eating vegetables and not moving. Like sitting is the new smoking and you can eat all the kale and all the green juice and grass-fed steak, but if you don't move your body, and that doesn't mean doing a Pilates class or doing a hit, but just like walking 30 minutes a day, doing a couple stretches, like ease into it slowly, but just I think everybody really needs to view their bodies as these beautiful machines that we've been gifted and not stress them out. Like you said, it's even if you don't want to be in the health and wellness profession, everyone needs to pay attention to the way they treat themselves for sure. Amen, sister. I feel like this has been such a nice little bow on the gift of this podcast because, oh my God, that was so lame. (laughs) Because we've been talking about health and, you know, Kayla and I, before recording this podcast, we didn't really know what we were going to talk about. And I think we just naturally went to health because we're both super interested in that. And we'll definitely record more podcasts soon all about, you know, relationships, love and career and stuff, because we also love talking about that. But you're so right. Health is everything and you can't really succeed in life without your health. So Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you so much, Kayla, for, for coming on today. I think this is such a beneficial episode for everybody listening and just some nice fun girl chats. Totally. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's such an honor to talk to you and just bounce this kind of like subject matter off. It's no pressure. And it's just so nice to talk to someone who gets it. And I hope that everyone listening really, really takes some value from start small if you haven't started and wherever you are is absolutely perfect as you are. Yes, that's perfect. Thank you so much guys for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.